Flynn. Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Flynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops. You name it, we basically do it, sis. We are known as the One Stop Shop for Empowerment, and you are listening to the Woman Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs or W bosses, rather, which is what we like to call them. And I sit down with them and I talk with them not only about the topic at hand, but also their journeys of becoming bosses up until the point that we record this episode. And if this is your first ever tune into our podcast, we do updates in the beginning of every single episode. And we have, let's see, let's see, two for you ladies this week. So, update number one if you ladies have been following our social media and subscribe to our website, we have officially announced our first in person event back. We'll be hosting the WMNC fundraiser Free Yoga with Women of Lynn on Sunday, April 25th in Washington, D.C. Instructor led by the amazing Tiana Christine. We will be hosting this fundraiser basically to do free yoga in a national park in Washington, D.C., but also to fundraise for our mentoring program. As you ladies know, we have a go-getter scholarship fund where we award one female entrepreneur a part of our mentoring program, a monetary scholarship by the December of each year. So we will be fundraising towards that during our free yoga class. So you ladies can go ahead and sign up for that for free. Go ahead and get your slot at womanland.org, okay? And we cannot wait to see everyone there. Thank you ladies so much for reposting and RSVPing like crazy. I can't wait and the team can't wait to see all of you ladies there on Sunday, April 25th. So that is update number one. Update number two, if you ladies have been paying attention to my personal social media platform and paying attention to my Instagram stories, you ladies know that we will be announcing the Boss Academy. And also, I think I mentioned that on an episode previously um, last week that the Boss Academy will be opening for enrollment starting April 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This academy is for female entrepreneurs who are looking for one-on-one coaching. You ladies know we have a nationwide national one-on-one mentoring program but we also have a coaching program so enrollment for the boss academy will be opening monday april 19th ladies be on the lookout to your emails email campaigns our website and so on and so forth to be the first to know when we officially drop that on our website okay again that is a 12 months intensive and it is a coaching program so that is it for our updates this week Moving on to our segments, you ladies know we have a Woman's to Watch of the Week and an Ask Samani Question of the Week each and every week. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with our Woman's to Watch of the Week. Our Woman's to Watch of the Week is the amazing China. Her name is at Made in China on all social media platforms. She's a professional photographer that has shot some of your faves like J. Cole and others, but we are primarily spotlighting her this week because she is a popular investor in the stocks and crypto industry and is constantly teaching those around her about it to the point where others have simply began investing just based off of her advice. And this is stemming from the recent Dogecoin spikings that everybody has been talking about all over social media. And we love a boss who teaches knowledge to the rest of the boss community, but we love a boss even more who doesn't gatekeep. So we are spotlighting her this week. You guys can follow her on all social media platforms at Made in China on Twitter and Instagram. That is M-A-D-E, the letter in 
China, C-H-Y-N-N-A. Again, you guys can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully you guys learn some gems too. If your boss is interested in investing, go ahead and support our sis by following her on Twitter and Instagram. So that is our Women's to Watch of the Week. Moving on to our Ask Tamani question, which was actually stemming from a recent Instagram post that I posted um, as soon as I returned from vacation because last week I was on vacation, guys. As you ladies know, uh, we did uh, announce that on Women Lens official page as well. That's why we didn't drop an episode last week. So when I returned from vacation, I actually shared a post of a book that I was loving and how much it was, you know, assisting the the growth of my business and brand development. But it isn't necessarily a business book. It's more of a mindset book. But I think when you start a business, I think the most important things to read are more so mindset focused and tip based content so that you can learn. I always say nourish the boss in you before you nourish your business. So leading me to our question this week, what is the best business book of all time that you've purchased? So this question came shortly after I posted that on Instagram, I guess um, a lot of you ladies wanted to know, okay, you know, that was a great book, but what's the best book you purchased? And the answer to that question is that book. Guys, I've read a lot of different books. If you know me personally outside of the podcast, you guys know I'm a reader. And the title of this book is actually The Middle Finger Project by Ask Ambridge. It basically talks about how to defeat imposter syndrome and just take a leap of faith with your dreams. I feel as though a lot of us as bosses, we are so stuck and not taking the leap of faith so much to the point where we never launch something. And if you do launch something, you're really stuck in the imposter syndrome phase, which we all face in the beginning stages of our businesses. We're always looking at people who are in the same industry as us. And we're like, why aren't we there yet? Or, you know, why haven't we sold out of X, Y, and Z? Or when am I going to see six figures in my business? And always comparing and just, you know, conforming with the imposter syndrome. But this book will really get you out of the mindset and thinking that is okay. And it will force you to level up mentally in so many different ways. So to answer that question this week to the boss that asked me that, my favorite business book of all time, which is more of so of a mindset book, is The Middle Finger Project by Ash Ambridge. You guys can find it on any Barnes and Noble online store, or you guys can go into Barnes and Noble and go find it. I believe it's on Amazon. Um, but that is our answer. My answer for our Ask Somebody question of the week. Again, The Middle Finger Project by Ash Ambridge. Once you guys get it, go ahead and tag me on social media because I want to see you guys read it. It is such a gem. Okay, so that is my answer for our Ask Somebody question of the week. Now moving on to our topic. Our topic this week is so important. Oh my goodness, I feel as though I'm surprised that we haven't had an episode like this on this season yet, Um, but we definitely touched on this a little bit in season one, but I wanted to sit down this week with a fellow W boss who is actually a Bowie Bulldog. She is a graduate from the Bowie State University. You guys know I love dropping gems on my alma mater and speaking highly of my alma mater, but she is a graduate of Bowie State University. And this week we're talking about the importance of networking and how important it is getting acclimated with your surroundings, making sure you're making the right handshakes, making sure you're taking every email seriously, every encounter that you have with anyone seriously, because you never know where it can lead. And what led me to have a Bowie Bulldog on this episode is the fact that when you attend any type of college or an HBU specifically, you learn so many different networking tactics in the moment that you don't think about until years later. So we're definitely going to be hopping into that this week, the importance of networking as a boss in business. 
With that being said, you ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best W Bosses with each and every episode. And this W Boss is the creator of Juicy by J, a non-toxic, vegan, cruelty-free beauty brand with one strong belief. Your beauty is perfect, so our products are simple. Her love for gloss and connecting with women inspired her brand, and she wanted to create a product that people fell in love with for all the right reasons. Their signature product is the Lip Jelly, and it's a perfect balance between lip gloss and lip balm. It's non-sticky and has ultra hydration, which is a lip product you can use every day and never, ever get tired of. She recently graduated from Bowie State University as a communications major with a concentration in public relations. And outside of Juicy by J, she currently works as an event manager focusing on corporate events. She is also the co-founder of a nonprofit called Base Kids that's goal is to promote literacy by providing books to pre-K third graders. So please welcome the amazing Jasmine, everyone, fellow Bowie Bullseye. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. So happy to have you here. So before we hop into the topic a little bit more in depth, Jasmine, give us a little bit more about yourself before we hop into the topic of this week of the importance of networking. Um, well, my name is Jasmine. I'm Jasmine Butler. I am from, I was born in Washington, D.C. and I live in um, Maryland, PG County, Maryland. I've been here my entire life. I love that you said I'm a recent graduate because that makes me feel good. I graduated from <laughs> Bowie State. Um, in 2013 and as you mentioned as a comms major with a um, concentration in public relations so I've always loved communicating I've um, gotten into event management and started my brand very very recently so I'm a new um, a new entrepreneur when it comes to Juicy by J but have always been like very ambitious and um, you know, always trying new things. So I'm excited to talk to you today. So before we hop into everything a little bit more in depth, what inspired you to start your own vegan cosmetic line? Um, well, I think as a little girl, like um, lip gloss was always the thing. That was the only thing I was even allowed to wear, first of all. Lip gloss and maybe some little body spray. <laughs> um, so it was always something that was interesting to me. And I think um, I knew that I wanted to produce something that was not only like glamorous and like looks good, but also treats your body good and loves on your body as much as we love our own body. So um, like being vegan, cruelty-free was a non-negotiable for me. I'd never want to, um, you know, put something out into this world that is harmful to anyone. So um, that was a big deal for me. And surprisingly with lip gloss, it takes a little bit of extra effort, but it's not that hard to make sure that you um, use clean ingredients and things like that. So, yeah. Yes, I love the fact that a lot of brands are transitioning to the vegan, you know, non-toxic type feel because, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot more safe. And with what you said about, you know, your mom not letting you wear makeup, you know, and most yeah. people wear body spray, <laughs> lip gloss. I feel like all black girls can relate to that. Listen, no eyeliner, yeah. no mascara. You're going to get a cute little dollar lip gloss from the beauty supply store, mm-hmm. have some edge control, and that's about it. So that's I love really the fact... <laughs> I love the fact that you, you know, kind of implemented your childhood within your brand as well. Just keeping that in mind, you know, for little girls to probably wear your brand as well and so on and so forth. Um, So I love that. So with that being said, of course, as I stated before, as you ladies know by listening, she is a fellow Bowie Bulldog. And if you guys don't already know, which I hope you know by listening to this podcast, Bowie State University is an illustrious HBCU. Um, It is the oldest in the state of Maryland. So with that being said, tell us how networking in college impacted your business savvy with attending an HBCU in specific. First of all, shout out to all my Bowie Bulldogs. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, going to HBC or going to college, period, you find, um, you know, lifelong friends. You kind of find yourself. You find your niche. And I think that um, networking is just a part of uh, the spirit of campus, especially at HBCU, um, where you kind of have to find your way. You know, um, I think sometimes in different spaces, you the first thing that you have in common may be like color of your skin. You know, mm-hmm. we you, you look into the room and you find like a black girl or someone who seems like someone you could relate to. Um, and then that's the first thing that you have in common. Well, at HBCUs, everyone looks the same, which is amazing because you get to dig a little bit deeper and discover more things about yourself that you may have in common with other people. So um, networking at Boise was so important, and it was just a part of, you know, what we had to learn to do in order to be successful within the HBCU. Um, most of the time, there are, you know, my time at Bowie State, I think they got a little bit more money now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more money. And <laughs> my time at Bowie State, you had to kind of make things work. You had to um, stretch the budget a little bit. You had to go, you know, digging and finding those scholarships or finding those programs or those people that, that um, can help you. I was blessed to be um, an af- a student athlete, so I um, I ran track at Bowie, so already having that kind of base network um, and then making sure that I connected with my peers on the comms team. I had friends that were in like SGA and things like that. So finding little pockets like that to figure out um, where you belong and how you can not only gain from the people around you, but give as well. I think networking has to be something that's very genuine. And I Think of it more than just networking, but like literally, like really connecting with people um, and and creating those genuine relationships. So we say definitely, you know, a lot of the people that I'm still keeping contact with today came from Bowie State University. Um, So it's definitely something I'm very proud of. Yes, I feel like attending an HBCU, Bowie in specific, they hone in on that. Like your freshman year, sophomore year is no being shy. It's no you going yeah. in the back of the classroom, <laughs> you're going to get in the front, you're going to talk. And I yeah. feel like when attending Bowie, but in HBCU in general, you really hop into the fact that, you know, connection building is important. And I think that's how Bowie has grown so quickly as a university. As you said, they might got a little bit more money now. They do. It's mm-hmm. because we as students actually took the time out to connect with one another. And of course, those conversations grew to come right back to Bowie. Like, for instance, you, you're in a position that you are now, you know, being able to put Bowie's name out there, you know, from your successes being a good thing. They see, oh, she went to Bowie. Okay, well, let me learn more about Bowie. And then, you know, that's Mm -hmm. when the opportunities start to flow in for Bowie and, you know, girls like myself and more girls like yourself that come from Bowie. The fact that we took the time out to connect and network and you never know how that conversation can catapult from that and how it can grow from that and how it could go right back to your roots and replenish those roots, i.e. Bowie in this conversation. And I think networking is so important, whether you're a college student or you're around that same age realm within your 20s, early 20s. I think it's so important. Ladies, don't be afraid to network because you never know how Mm -hmm. that conversation can grow don't be afraid to build connections genuine connections more importantly and so on and so forth so why do you think hbcus are shunned so often when it comes to postgraduate opportunities especially given that our networking within business startups amongst students and different companies is so strong You know, I think that the conversation around um, HBCUs is changing a lot. Um, And that's that's 
very, very recently, as of late, um, the conversation is changing and um, people are shedding more light on HBCUs, but that's so very recent. There was a time where, you know, parents didn't even, was questioning if they wanted to even send their kids to HBCUs. And I think that was because of like the lack of funding, the smaller networks. Um, you know, for example, Bowie State is uh, 15, 20 minutes away from Maryland University. And I think, you know, going into some rooms, some people may have never heard of Bowie State University, even though it's been there, you know, for a yeah. very long time. Um, you know, it's a well-established, it's a, it's a state school, but um, the, I guess just the funding and like, it's just a smaller organization, it's a smaller college. So, um, you know, I think people are kind of afraid to kind of step out of, of like, you know, the comfort zone of, um, being uh, at a place that's already like established and already has a huge network. Um, and I think for parents, you know, genuinely, I understand that there may be some concern with sending your kid to like a smaller school or somewhere that has a smaller network. Um, but like I said, I think the conversation around that is is changing. The thing that we struggle with the most, I think, at, with the HBCU community is is funding and financing. And I think, like I said, hopefully over the next couple of years, I see a lot of athletes going to HBCUs, like yeah. picking HBCUs over um, PWIs. I see, um, you know, even um, don't, huge donations are being put into HBCUs, and that's something that people are actually looking for. Like, our corporations actually donating to not only PWIs, but HBCUs as well. So I think the conversation is changing, and that question might, the answer to that question might change over the next couple of years. Like, you, it may be less to, less shunning and more um, praise um, for people who attend HBCUs. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that that conversation changes. Yes, I feel like it is definitely changing, especially as of late. Um, Jeff Bezos, the, of course, the CEO of Amazon, his ex-wife actually just donated, yeah. I think, like, what, $25 million in Bowie State? It was like 25 or 50 It was some big number. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was like, wow, that is amazing. That's amazing. That's a game changer. Yes, like when I saw that I was like oh my gosh we finally getting some type of funding right, like right. that old student center <laughs> like it's finally getting you know built up and everything like that we're getting new buildings you know new mm-hmm. com- hopefully a new communications building is coming soon god willing yeah, but um sure. I think it's really important for people who are in that position to give back like student athletes I think that is one of the most important thing because you guys know um, a lot of these colleges they're big because of their sports right and mm-hmm. I feel like if the athletes took more initiative not putting any not putting this on anyone specifically but I feel like if the athletes were kind of like let's attend an HBCU and kind of build up the, the school specifically I feel like we'd be a lot better off but I love the fact that you know we're kind of changing the dynamic and the conversation a little bit when it comes to HBCUs because I feel like a smaller campus it's more of a family feel and it's more way more impactful your journey is way more impactful I feel like the professors they're even more you know in depth with your growth after you graduate like um for instance that i'm still cool with the um dean of communications dr thomas and mm-hmm. i think it's so you know it just speaks volumes to the family feel that you get attending hbcu the the many gems that you get out of networking especially when it comes to a small campus and the fact that you're able to get your name out there a little bit quicker when you're on a smaller campus so ladies if you're listening to this you attend an hbcu or a smaller public school it's totally fine just know that it's even more of an opportunity for you to shine right because you're in smaller rooms so take advantage of the rooms that you're in don't
don't be afraid to network and build genuine connections with the people around you. You ladies know that majority of the team women when starting off, like the people who wrote for us, the people who were doing our videography, our branding, our marketing, were a lot of the people that I went to school with and people that I was sitting right next to. And if I would have never met those people, Wimbledon would not be where it is today. So I want you guys to think about that as well. So thank you for sharing that as well, Jasmine. I definitely agree with you. With that being said as well, was it hard getting out of your shell and networking? If so, how did you overcome that? I went, Before we jump to the next thing, I wanted to go back to, you know, it, uh, uh, the community's responsibility to kind of build back into the HBCUs and give back to the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned like like even the athletes and stuff who are choosing to go there and things like that. I think it's not only on the athletes, you know, because that's a lot of pressure. You're you're trying to figure out where you're going, what's the next step in your career. Yeah. But you know, I do appreciate all of them kind of making those decisions and thinking about it a little bit more. Like I'll invest a little bit more time. Um, you know, or, or take a risk and go to this HBCU to bring more money, to bring more light to um, these different programs. But it's up to the professors as well, like, yes. you know, different programs and um, educational programs that um, majors and things like that, bringing those to the HBCUs and running strong programs is so important. Like the, the athletes, the professors, the investors, it's the community yeah. um, that, that it will take to um to build the strength of HBCU. So I'm sorry, I had to add that in there um, before before we moved on. What was the question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I definitely agree with you. It's just piggybacking off the fact that, you know, athletes taking that leap of faith is really important. But as you said, a lot of other people can play a huge role in that decision yeah. as well, pushing um, our school so- forward. So thank you for adding that. The question was, was it hard getting out of your shell and networking? If so, how oh, did you right. overcome that? So, um, okay, so I was a comms major. First of all, when I graduated from high school, <laughs> I was a biology major at Flowers um, Flowers High School. I was on the biology track in the science and tech. And I knew that once I graduated and I finished my last project, turned in my last paper, I was like, I never want to see anything that has to do with biology again. Like, <laughs> I was so over it. And my mother was like, Jasmine, are you kidding me? You just... You, you put yourself through this for four years of, of high school so that you can go to college and, you know, be a pediatrician or whatever it is that you want to do. But I just was like, you know, that that amount of like, um, it just wasn't for me. So when I went to Bowie State, I was completely open-minded into what I wanted to do. And I fell in love with public relations. I fell in love with communications. And the amazing part is, about that is, Communications not only test like your writing skills, um, but your networking skills, your your ability to sell different ideas and items, and um, it also pushes you to um, kind of be uh, like, especially in public relations, kind of put yourself out there a little bit. You have to be able to communicate clearly in all forms over audio, TV, um, writing, and you find places that um, you're more comfortable with and, and go to those strengths. But um, being a, a PR major at Bowie State University definitely pushed me. Um, and then that kind of goes into, I kind of just grew into it. I also worked um, part-time while I was in school at a hotel. So I was a guest relations person. So I was the first person that people saw when they walked in the door. I was a person that had to be that smiling face to make people feel comfortable enough to come to me and ask me things or um, explain all the amenities that the hotel had, had to make small talk with the, um, you know, the big buyers at the hotel and things like that. So with 
without me even knowing, I was networking every single day, checking in like, you know, 50 to 60 people a day to having those small conversations and just getting that practice in uh, being in the service industry. That was another way that I kind of like was forced out of my shell, which I'm so grateful for because there's so many times where um, it may not be a comfortable situation for you, but you still have to put yourself out there to, you know, introduce yourself, kind of make small talk, figure out ways to connect with people outside of the obvious, get people to talk to you and things like that. And so I'm grateful for all those different experiences because now it's kind of a natural thing, um, a natural thing for me. And I try my best to like stay genuine to myself, um, but still find ways to connect with other people. Yes, that is so important. Ladies, if you were listening, she definitely said how in certain situations she had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that first job that she had that got her, you know, into that feeling of connecting with others, networking with others. Guys, take advantage of these opportunities that may seem scary to you. That may seem like, ooh, I don't feel like talking to people. I don't feel like doing this PowerPoint. I don't feel like doing this group project. You never know where that can take you and your skills to catapult you forward as a boss. So ladies, definitely think about that I love the fact that um, you just touched on that Jasmine so in saying that as well how has networking impacted your business today specifically relating to your cosmetics line well you you uh, hit the nail on the head in the beginning where you know HBCU buzz was a really um, big opportunity for me amongst others but um, like having those relationships with people allow my business to grow exponentially over such a short period of time having people excited to see me doing something and wanting to be a part of you know a part of Juicy by J by reposting by purchasing by sharing it with their friends I feel like all of that was um was because of the relationships that I was able to curate um, over time. And I think that it was a huge part of, um, you know, some of the success that we've had. And then not only creating, you know, not only using my own network um, to, uh, you know, expand and advertise and things like that, but creating a network within Juicy by J for people to feel comfortable to share with us, Mm. people to feel comfortable to send like their selfies and to add us and, to give us um, feedback on the on the products, to follow us and like really invest in the brand. Like I don't know if you notice this, but um, we call all of our customers cousins because we Ooh, want. I to love feel, that. Yeah, we wanted to feel more like you know you're you're for us like cousins was like the first friends that you ever had and the people that you could relate to that you go to when you know the weekends that's who you wanted to have fun with with your cousins. So we um, wanted to create that feel for our customers that. Um, it was beyond just you purchasing, you know, a product and that's it, like creating a network for um, all of us to, you know, feel a part of something. And I think that's so important. Um, so that's networking has definitely impacted my business. And I cannot say that I would be, um, you know, where I'm, I'm only a few months in. We're very still very small, still growing, still learning. But I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now without uh, those relationships. Ooh, this ties perfectly into my next question. (laughs) Can networking make or break your businesses and why? I, uh, I'm a strong believer that it can, it can make or break it. I think that, 
Um, for me, like I said, networking is more than just exchanging business cards or, you know, seeing what this person can do for me and what I can do for them. It's for me, I think the best kind of networking is that genuine relationship building. Um, not only with, uh, you know, you, trying to find people to um, benefit from, but like, you know, you may genuinely find someone that y'all have nothing to get to offer one another at the time, but having that relationship and, and, um, you know, having that network can help you five, 10 years from now. Or um, I think just having people around that can point to you and say, Oh, I know her from, or I know that she's a genuinely a good person or I know that she um, works hard in whatever it is that she's doing. You know, I have a lot of male friends who um, who see Juicy by Jay, and they're like, "I don't know how I can support because I, cause I, <laughs> I'm not, I don't wear lip gloss." But they find ways. They still find ways to, um, you know, keep my name in certain rooms, or you know, purchase something for their their friends or their mothers or their girlfriends or whoever it may be. So um, it can definitely make make or break your business. I mean, um, if you are constantly connecting with people that um, may not have a good reputation, then now you're putting yourself into a circle where um, people may not necessarily want to support your business. So that could be the breaking point of, um, of networking as well. So like finding those people who um, that you genuinely connect with, who genuinely have like your same ideals um, and who can actually help you in your business is, is um, super important. And it can definitely make your, make your business and not putting yourself out there at all could break your business, obviously. So you don't want to do that. Why do you think bosses are so afraid to network sometimes? I think um, networking uh, forces you to be sort of vulnerable. Um, you have to kind of put yourself out there. You have to re- reveal yourself a little bit. You have to show your cards in order to um, in order to make those genuine connections. So, you know, sometimes you get to a point where you're thinking, oh, I've had this many sales or I've done this so far. Do I really need to go to a happy hour event with other people doing, you know, like you, I, I think that sometimes you kind of put yourself in a place um, where you just feeling like, I don't know if I want to put myself out there yeah. or if I'm, if I want to connect with, with these particular, um, with these particular people. So it kind of, it's, it's kind of a, a vulnerable thing to do. Like I say, walking up to someone and being like, hello, I'm Jasmine. I have a lip gloss brand. I, you know, I have a cosmetic brand. It's something that everyone's not comfortable with. So, um, I can see that it, it could hold people back sometimes. But I think you definitely have to just go for it. Like um, you, the more that you, the the more that you put yourself out there, the more that you network, the more that you find your rhythm, and you figure out, you know, who you are as a business owner, what you have to offer, and what things you're looking for, and that helps you when you're starting that conversation with with another person. Definitely. I feel like a lot of bosses are afraid to network as well because sometimes we're just not super confident. And Mm -hmm. please know that that's normal, ladies. If you're listening to this and you've never been to a networking event before, you're scared when you get to networking events and you you just like, maybe this isn't for me. Know that sometimes it takes time to build your confidence in your business and your brand. You ladies know that when I first started public speaking, when I first started podcasting and getting out of my shell more, I literally used to talk to myself in the mirror. Like that was the only way I could (laughs) practice. Like, okay, 
okay, let's do like a mock conversation. Like, what's your yeah. name? What's your brand? And, you know, I spent time with myself a lot in the beginning of building Women's Lynn because you can't start a successful business and brand and not be confident in it at the same time. And you ladies will realize once you start getting more confident, once you start knowing your brand a little bit more, once you start knowing your message a little bit more and who you're trying to impact, getting to those networking events and getting out of your shell and building genuine connections from that will catapult you so far. So ladies, if, you, if you're in that position, you're just like, I don't want to go to no networking events. I don't know how to connect with people. I don't know how to network. Know that it starts with you. Whether that's talking to yourself in the mirror, um, doing mock conversations. It may be a little weird in the beginning, but I promise yep. this, it will pay off. Or going to events with your friends and just telling them like, hey y'all, like I need to like get my feet wet in this. Can y'all help me out? Let's go to X, Y, and Z event. Let's plan a whole weekend of business events to go to. Sometimes you have to just put yourself in that water. But this mm-hmm. year, ladies, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because there is so much unknown in the uncomfortable to the point where you'll start getting these opportunities. You'll start getting these bookings. You'll start getting these sales and it'll come all down to you making the right connections with the right people and shaking the right hands. So I'm telling you guys from experience, if I would have never gotten my feet wet with networking, connecting, Wimbledon would not be where it is today. Y'all probably wouldn't be listening to the podcast because it wouldn't have been started. So I definitely took a lot of time in the beginning to build my confidence in my brand so that it can exude through my brand as well. So I love the fact that you touched on that, Jasmine. So leading to my next question, is your network your net worth? (laughs) I love that. I think um, it definitely is. Um, You look around the room and I mean, like I said, I'm all about genuine connections. You know, I I don't I, I love the idea of networking, but it. If it's not genuine, then it just will, it'll literally just be you collecting business cards and that's it. But you want to surround yourself with people who can help elevate you and you do the same for them. So if, um, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people who are all um, business owners or have like different things to offer, I think that it elevates you and your network and your network. And I think all of that plays a huge uh, part within one another. So definitely my answer is strong yes. (laughs) What has been the toughest thing you faced thus far in networking that you feel like the W bosses in your same position listening can relate to? I think the toughest thing that I faced um, during networking, I have a hard time saying no. And I think um, a lot of times in networking, you may be presented with a lot of different opportunities, some of them that are beneficial to you, some of them that are beneficial to others, but trying to figure out, you know, where to completely jump on board with things and where to kind of hold back and realize, okay, this may not be the best opportunity for me right now. Yeah. Um, I have to, I'm still struggling with that to this day. So learning where to, where to invest more time and where to kind of pull, scale back a little bit, um, is definitely a, a tough thing that I've had to, um, had to deal with and I'm still dealing with to this day. Yes, I feel like that is so relatable, especially for you ladies listening. Guys, know that when starting your brand and your business in the beginning, you will have a lot of opportunities that will come to you, but that doesn't mean every single opportunity is for you. And sometimes you'll have to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, okay, is this opportunity, is it beneficial to the person that's asking me or is it equally beneficial to me as well? So start getting picky with the opportunities that you accept. It doesn't mean that you're too good for opportunities. It doesn't mean that you think you're above whoever's reaching out to you. Just try to figure out, okay, is this a two-way street? 
street. Um, I think a lot of us as bosses, we don't talk about that enough in networking. Sometimes, as Jasmine was saying, you need to make sure that the connections that you're building and the connections that people are trying to build with you are genuine. You need to make sure that you're able to leverage this connection as well. And you need to know if it's coming from a good place or not. In the beginning, specifically relating to Women of Land, I had a lot of people trying to network and connect with our brand and it wasn't genuine or it was a one-way street and it was benefiting them and not us. And in the beginning, I was like, well, dang, you know, I feel bad sometimes saying no or I feel bad shunning away opportunities. But you'll notice once you start getting more selective with the opportunities that you accept and when you start getting more selective with the connections that you build in networking, it will go a lot more further because it's more genuine, right? And it means a lot more to your brand. So I love the fact that you touched on that, Jasmine. Last but not least, what are some general tips and pointers that you can give to the Debbie Boss listening on ways that they can boss up during their networking journey and take advantage of the opportunities that may be at their fingertips, even though they just have to take advantage of the right connect? Well, well, first of all, I want um, all of our bosses to get comfortable with themselves because, um, like you said, talking in the mirror and figuring out what is your what is your tagline, what is the things that you you know can offer up. Get comfortable with that because that'll be something that um, will come up all the time. Something that you can reuse over and over again. And the more comfortable you are with it, the more prepared you feel, and the more that you'll like willingly put yourself out there. And then that brings me to my second point, which is put yourself out there. Actually do it. Go out there and and test out the things that you've been talking to yourself about in the mirror. Test out all the things that you love about yourself or about your business and actually tell other people about it. Like it's kind of that fake it till you make it attitude because the more confident that you are with yourself and what you're doing, the more more likely other people will believe you. But obviously putting the work behind it to um, to uh, prove that whatever you're saying is true. And then finally, I would say, um, go the extra mile. Like some people might call it extra or you doing a lot, but you know, those small details really make a difference. So if you're going, if you know that you're going to a networking event and you have a product, maybe you want to bring some samples with you, or maybe you have your business card, um, you know, already there or make sure your website is on point or something like that. Go the extra mile to make people remember you and to uh, believe it is whatever it is that you're selling or whatever it is that you're saying about yourself or about your business because those things make people remember you um and it makes all the difference um when it comes back to to your business and your brand Yes, ladies, this year we are hopping into every opportunity. We're throwing ourselves in the mud. We are getting dirty and we're growing when it comes to us being bosses. A lot of you ladies have been sitting in the house for the past year. You guys seen all these networking events open up, these panel events coming back, these girl boss panel events. Take advantage of those events and those workshops that you guys will start seeing come down the pipelines later on this year. And think about this episode. When you have those opportunities pop up, think about, you know, when you start getting nervous and scared, okay, if I attend this event, if I make this connection think about how far it can potentially take me i want you guys to get more comfortable in yourself so when you're presented with opportunities or when you have the opportunities to go to a networking event or to build that right connection that you may need later on down the line you're a lot more comfortable taking that leap of faith this year we are getting comfortable with getting uncomfortable in networking okay so in closing miss jasmine what's next <laughs> for yourself and your brand and where can our ladies of Lynn listening find you your website socials etc etc Ooh, what's next? So 
first of all, we're just trying to perfect what we have going on because, baby, there's so much that goes <laughs> on with business, um, you know, especially being a very small business. It's literally just me. So with, um, you know, branding and socials and products and like releasing new things, like I want to make sure that we're perfecting that first. So um, hopefully you'll see some new products from us, but it'll all be based on lips, like lip products, lip scrub, lip balms, and of course our lip jellies our favorites um and so just continuing to try to be uh consistent trying to find ways to better our brand so trying to find ways to better our process and make sure that we have things down pack on our end so we can continue to grow and it's a smooth transition as we're growing as a business and of course you can find us on instagram at juicy by j um j-a-y and then um juicybyj.com is our website um, and, and we're also on Facebook as well as Juicy by Jay. So come follow us. Come join our family cousins. <laughs> come try out our lip jellies. Um, and I'm sure that you will love it. Yes, ladies, visit her website. Be sure to support and get your jellies by Juicy by J. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for being on this episode of, of the Woman Podcast. And thank you, ladies, so, so, so much to tuning in to yet another episode on the podcast. You ladies can listen on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast system platform there is, we are basically on. Thank you, ladies, for getting us to 25K officially on all of our national plays. Thank you guys for sharing supporting and continuously tuning in to us each and every week if you guys want to continue listening be sure to tune in next week as i will be with another special guest peace ladies have a safe weekend